Matthew Leckie puts Australia into the quarterfinals. That is a magnificent goal by Owamabil. Oh, Matty Ryan, wow! Camping it out of the top corner like Superman. Hello and welcome to another Socceroos podcast, where we go one-on-one with your favourite players to keep you connected with the Socceroos. My name is Michael Putterflam. On the latest episode, we chat with Socceroo cap number 606, Harry Sutar. At 22 years old, the 198-centimetre defender has had a breakthrough season in the English Championship with Stoke. The Socceroo started in close to all of the Black Cats league matches and earned high praise from the club's fans and coaching staff for his performances on the pitch. On this podcast, Sutar talks through his campaign with Stoke and explains the aspirations for the coming season. He also looks forward to an exciting period for the men's national teams, which includes Socceroos matches in June and Oliroos Olympic Games in July. Without further ado, here's the full chat with Harry. Harry, thank you very much for joining us. Do you want to start off by um, telling us a bit about how you are and um, yeah, how everything is going over in Stoke? Yeah, all good, all good. Um, I think the just general life restrictions and that were lifted yesterday, so it was the first time people were allowed out to the to the pubs and non-essential shops, and that were back open. So, um, kind of back to a little bit of normality anyway. Um, I think we've got to wait another couple of months or so for it to be open. You know, fully. Um, but no, football-wise, it's um, on a personal level, it's going it's going really well. Um, played you know most of the games this season, um, which you know I didn't think would would happen at the you know start of the season. Didn't even know if I was going to be at Stoke um, at the start of the season. I think I've said before, I was probably planning to go on loan and stuff again. So no, I'm just I'm just delighted how the, my first season's kind of kind of panned out. Um, you know, we could be doing better um, in the league position. You know, we were up there. You know, before Christmas, um, and then we kind of tailed off. Um, so you know, I think next season we can get you know a few boys back from injury and stuff, and, and you know really push and try and get them in playoff positions. So as you said, um, it's been a pretty awesome season for yourself in the championship. You know, thirty plus appearances, few assists, even a goal. Um, yeah, what what have you kind of made of your performances um, and kind of your personal development this season? What do you kind of put it down yeah, to? Yeah, I've been there. Uh, I've been pleased, um, you know, with a few of the games. Um, you know, there's things that I can do better, things I'm working on, you know, daily. Um, but, you know, overall, you know, I can't be too disappointed in myself. Um, like you said there, I played played a, played a lot of games and it's something that I didn't think I was I was going to do. Um, you know, all credit to the, to the gaffer for, you know, believing in me as a young player, as a young defender. It's, it's not easy to do. You know, putting your faith in a young centre half because you know normally they're the most experienced positions and most experienced players play. So you know, credit to him for you know giving me an opportunity and you know sticking by me as well. And he hasn't been shy in you know some of the praise that he's given you. Um, month or two back after you scored your first goal, he said something along the lines of that you have all the tributes to go to the top of the game. Um, it says basically on the coaches and managers to help you do that, and if they help you do that, then you'll in turn help the club. So, you know, what do you kind of make of that assessment? Do you kind of feel that at the moment you have everything at your disposal in terms of like your physical attributes, your your attributes when you play the game and as well as the coaches around you, um, that's going to be able to help you go to the top level of the game? Yeah, obviously it's nice to hear, um, especially from your manager. Um, I know that in training and, 
and you know in house he's he's uh, I wouldn't say he's um, what's the word to say here he's not uh, not a lot of praise but he's always on me you know always you know things I can do better which I love as a player um, you know you like you know praise as a player but I think I'm someone that that responds best to not necessarily criticism but you know things I could do better and um, it seems to get the best out of me so you know, in that sense, you know, it's, it's worked really well this season. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, improving as a player, um, you know, I think the, the coaching staff and the manager that we've got at Stoke, you know, have really helped me do that. Um, you know, I think my you know performances this season, you know, stepping up from League One last season, um, you know, even when I look back to the first couple of games I played, you know, this season, there was, you know, there's the things that I've improved on, you know, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> Stops at lost track. What I was going to say. Uh, things that I've improved on, you know, since the first couple of games. Um, you know, it's down to, you know, individual coaching. Um, you know, team structures. You know, stuff like that that I didn't really necessarily know how his team wanted to play. You know, when I played the first couple of games. But you know, as as everything in life, you know, the more you do things, um, you know, the more drills we do in training about how we want to start the game, how we, you know, how we press from the front, how we try and play out. You know, the more I got comfortable with it, um, and you know I got you know comfortable with the players that I played around me. You know because this is the first season that I played for Stoke. You know I've been on loan a couple of times, so it's the first you know real opportunity that I got to play with the players that that we have. And you know I think you know credit to them as well. They've made me a better made me a better player. Do you feel like you've seen a, a noticeable step up um, between you know some some of the loans that you've had and actually being now at Stoke um, playing in the Championship? I think the loans definitely benefited me. Um, you know, playing the amount of games I did out in loan, I think I needed that because you know I, I really don't think I was ready to play you know championship football a couple of years ago. Um, I know I didn't really know if I was ready to play League One football a couple of years ago. So you know, credit to you know Joey Barton um, and everyone at Fleetwood, you know, for giving me that chance. Um, and you know, there's some really really good players in in the championship. You know, especially the top end. Um, you know, see Norwich and, and Watford, I think are comfortably going to go up, you know, the automatic places. Um, you know, it's been a, it's, 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 it's a demanding league. It's a tough league, um, really physical league as well. So, you know, it's every, you know, Saturday, Tuesday and a week off and Saturday, Tuesday. So, you know, you've got to be really at it. Um, and I think, you know, as a squad now, we know what it'll take to, to get up there. And that's something that hopefully we can do, you know, next season, really push for it. Even through some of the quality of some of the plays you've been coming up against, I'm sure, you know, there's not too many guys in the pitch who are, who are bigger than you. Um, so what's, you know, what's the reaction like when um, you're coming against some of these these really good players for the first time and they <laughs> and they kind of come up against you? What's what's their immediate reaction? <laughs> no, not much, to be fair. No, not, not, not really much, to be fair. Not really a lot of talking um, done the pitch. To be fair, you know, with the no crowds and stuff, you can kind of hear what everyone's, Everyone's really saying, uh, saying sorry. You know, I've had some, some, uh, some weird shouts anyway from, from, uh, from some players. And there was one. You know, when the crowds did get loud back in for it was only it was a strange one. It was about three or four games that like twenty five percent of the crowd were allowed back in. Um, I remember <laughs> we were playing at QPR, um, and I think the ball went out for for our goal kick. And I went to get the ball and. It's just this guy just looked me in my eye and went, you should be in the in circus. 
so I just could, I just burst out laughing. Um, and oh god, that was uh, you can't you can't do anything else but laugh really. Um, so you know, it's it's one of them things. I think I'm always going to get it. You know, because the height I am, um, there's always going to be a little bit of a joke there. But you know, I'm used to it now, and it's uh, I do see the funny side. And in terms of um, some of your teammates that you've got at the moment, um, you know, what's it like playing with some really experienced players, you know, guys like Joe Allen and the like? No, it's brilliant. You know, you've only got to kind of look at their careers and what they've done. And it's just like, well, they've had some careers. You know, you look at Joe, you know, even Stephen Fletcher, um, who's been amazing, you know, for, for some of the young lads, especially, especially me since he's came in, just like little bits of advice. You can ask them and because like Danny Bath, James Chester, um, you know, you can go for a lot of them because we've got really, really good experienced pros in the team. Um, and I think we've got a good group of youngsters as well. We've got about, you know, seven or eight young lads that are really trying to, you know, break through and, and play in the first team mix with a lot of older heads as well. So it's a good blend. I think that's what you kind of need in a team, you know, if you're going to, you know, try and do well. So, you know, I think, like I said, next season, you know, all the youngsters that this is kind of maybe the first real season in the championship next year will have that little bit of experience. Um, and we can always, you know, the good thing about the, you, know, you can see that the older pros here, they're, they're, they're really approachable. You know, you can ask them about anything um, and they are really, really good to, to the young players. I guess in terms of your own development, is there anything particular that you want to focus on improving on in the next, you know, next season or two? Or is it just really now a matter of, um, getting experience playing as many games against the toughest opponents as possible? I think it's a bit of both, really. Um, on, a, on a personal on a personal note and individually, you know, I can improve on, you know, every aspect of my game. Um, you know, being, being the height I am, 6-7, you know, I really want to be scoring more goals. I've only scored one league goal this season and I've, I've had a lot of chances um, and I've missed a couple of chances. The manager will tell, tell you that. Um He'll be the first one to tell you that, that I've missed a lot of chances this season. So it's probably to be more you know dominant in the air um, in both boxes. I feel like I'm I'm dominant you know in my own box defending, but I can I can be a lot more dominant in the attacking half um, and just everything you know my all round game. You know the way the manager wants us to play is is you know trying to play it from the back. Um, you know so it's just working on little things um, and everything really. You know you I don't think there's the perfect player but you know you're always just looking to improve and you know doing extras you know and after training um, and it's it's only going to benefit you know the individual and I mean your progress overall has definitely not been missed and people have been sitting up and taking notice you know even the last few weeks there's been you know different media reports linking you to Premier League clubs and whatnot I want to ask you like about those reports or anything but I guess for you, in terms of a goal, like how big a dream would it be to play in, you know, in the Premier League or a top league around the world? And how much of a goal is that something that you set for yourself? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's every player wants to play at the highest level they can. Um, you know, especially the Premier League, it's, it's the most watched league in the world. It's, you know, it's, it's one of the highest league in the world. So I think if you ask any player, they'd say they want to want to play in the Prem, but, you know, there's only a certain people that get to do it. So, you know, it comes down to, you know, obviously your technical ability and you know who who's willing to put in the work for it um you know I certainly want to be playing there in the future um, I want to play there with Stoke I want to try and you know help the club get promoted you know back to back to where it should be it's a Premier League club and I think all the 
all the players at Stoke feel the same. You know, we're all working in the one direction to try and get the club back in the in the Premier League. You know, so that'd be a huge goal. Um, you know, it's not going to happen this season, but hopefully next season's our year. Um, and there's only only one way to do that, and that's you know start next season by winning games and you know building the the, the team culture that we're trying to build. A couple of months left of the season, but um, before too long, you'll hopefully be finally linking up with the Socceroos in Kuwait for four World Cup qualifiers in 12 days. Uh, I mean, the last time you played, scored a couple of Socceroos goals. The time before that, you also scored a couple of goals. That was 18 months ago. And I guess putting putting the goals to one side, um, when you step onto the field for the Socceroos once again, um, what can the, the fans expect to see from you? I think they can, you know, hopefully see an improved player, a player that's, you know, developed throughout the course of that time to become, you know, stronger and and, and more confident in himself. Um, and I think just a little bit more experience as well. You know, I'm I'm still young, but you know, I've played a I've played a few games now, and you know, hopefully I can just bring that bring that experience. Um, and I'm just, you know, so excited to get back because, like you said, it's it's been a year and a half since you know we were all last together. Um, and obviously, there's there's been camps that have been cancelled that you're you're buzzing to get into. You're buzzing. You're looking forward to it for months and months. And obviously, it got cancelled. You know, we were hoping to get in March, and it it got cancelled. And you know, I think everyone was glad about that. So, yeah, you know, really, really looking forward to June. You know, it's going to be four games in twelve days back to back. You know, every every footballer just wants to be playing games. So. No, I'm so excited for that, um, and hopefully we'll, we'll we'll go through to the next stage with, with four games um, to play. Yeah, I think we're on four wins just now, so you know hopefully we'll go through to the next stage and, and, and do the business there. Um, and then you know if I'm selected uh, for the the Olympics team, um, then you know I'm, I'm, it'll be an honour, um, you know, to to play at the Olympics. Um, it was it was something I've, I've always wanted to do since I was you know so young. It was my first memory really watching watching the Olympics kind of before I even played football. Um, and, you know, growing up thinking, oh, there's no way I'll be, you know, ever in the Olympics unless I started swimming or shot putting or something, you know. So I'm just, you know, looking forward to that if I'm, if I'm selected. Um, and it's, you know, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity really. So, you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed I'm there. I mean, and both both of those milestones, both the World Cup qualifiers and Olympics, you know, those I think today marks fifty days till the till the first game on June third, and um, today's also a hundred days until the start of the Olympics. So it's really not too far away from yeah, some really exciting times in Australian football. Um, I guess I guess overall, as you as you've been, as the lads have kind of been starting to get excited about. The game's coming back. Um, yeah, what's what's the communication been like between between the players and I guess the staff? And um, you know what kind of what kind of preparations and talks been been going on at the moment? Yeah, no, there's been there's been a few Zoom calls. Um, now and again, obviously we were we were you know hopefully we were looking forward to get to getting the camp in March, but obviously it didn't happen. Um, and obviously everyone is at their respective clubs, you know, working really hard, you know, hoping to get selected. Um, Obviously, when when June does come, you know I think the the camp that you know the the culture that has been brought in, um, you know obviously long before I was I was you know first went there, it's, it's been really good. Um, you know everyone's you know, buzzing to get involved, buzzing to see each other again. Um, 
and I think that wasn't always the case. So you know, credit to the you know the the staff and the the players that have kind of developed that. Um, you know, like you said, it's just been it's been one of them where obviously it's it's not ideal with you know the, the current situation, but um, you just got to look to the positives. We've got to look to the future. Um, you know, just just keep smiling, and getting on with it. Mate, we're going to jump into some short kind of quick-fire questions. Um, I'll just no ask a bunch of random and you can you can either give me, you know, a couple-word answer or if you feel like it's a bit of an explainer, then you can, you can give it okay, a Okay, yeah, no worries. All right. Do you remember the first football game that you ever watched? First football game I ever watched? Properly, yeah. Uh, I'd... It was the World Cup final in 2006, would it have been? It would have been between France and Italy. That's the first I can remember watching the whole game. Just eyes glued on the telly. I think we were at one of my mum and dad's um, <laughs> friends' houses. Um, and obviously I'd been to football games and stuff and that before, uh, my local team, Breaking City, but that was the first game I can remember really, really watching. Um and yeah, it's just uh, no better game than the World Cup final, really. What a match! Actually, I remember being being in one of the snowfields um, about six hours from Sydney, um, and it was being shown on SBS, which is like it was a, the broadcaster they used to show kind of all the football. And uh-huh. in the whole ski village, there was like regular TVs did not have this channel, so we had to at two or three in the morning you had to walk a few k's like. In the wow. pit, like, kind of the snow going to um one of my dad's mates to like sit around this little tiny TV, but yeah, I remember <laughs> that game. Yeah, that was that was something. Crazy. Everything really in the game, wasn't it? You know, sending off to Dan's headbutt and you know late goal, late winner. Yeah, it was an incredible game. And I, mean, I think I must have been seven, seven at the time. I just remember thinking, wow, yeah. that's the pinnacle. So another one. Do do you have um, any memories of? Socceroos versus Uruguay, which was was the year before. Do you remember hearing about it? No, I've obviously heard about it. Um, I would have probably watched that game, but I've been so young, I don't really remember it. Um, yeah, obviously heard about it. You know, from my mum and stuff. Um, obviously, she was she was really excited with it, um, like you know, every Australian would be. Um, obviously, it was kind of drilled into me at, a, at an early age that that was the. That was my say. That was my team in the World Cup, obviously, because Scotland never, never qualified, obviously, you know, since I was born. So that was always my team, uh, team at the World Cup that I supported. So have you got, um, you know, like a favourite goal that the Socceroos have scored at a World Cup over the time that you've? Would have been it would have been Tim Cahill's volley against Holland. You know, Ryan McGowan's pass. Um, I was with Gowser at Dun United. Obviously, he was a first team player, and I was still a still a youth team player, but. Um, he was he was really good with the young boys and um, he he had a few stories to tell and stuff. And I think this, the, the the obviously a lot of people have seen the video about how he was third choice right back or something. And he, they looked at him and he was he was like, oh no, we've got to play him and that. And that no, was brilliant. Um, and yeah, that was uh, and obviously the pass and then the goal kind of speaks for itself, really, doesn't it? To do that on a World Cup stage is pretty pretty unbelievable. Have you got a favourite soccerou of all time? Favorite soccer of all time? Um, probably not of all. Probably not of all time, really. I, I just, you know, the big names. You know, when I was growing up, that were always playing in the prem and stuff. Um, you know, they were just always, always the ones you kind of looked out for. Um, 
know, Kay Hill, Hadouka, Harikul, you know, the, you know the, the big stars really. Um, you know, when you watch the Prem, you always kind of pointed out them guys. Um, so I wouldn't say I've got a kind of favourite, just a collective. Um, what's your favourite? Which of your favourite? Sorry, which of the games you've played in so far has been your your favourite soccer game? Might be a might be a simple question. <laughs> Probably my yeah, would have to be my debut really. Um, you know, you know, loving me forever. Um, I didn't really know I was I was kind of going to be playing. Um, and then obviously to you know to learn that I'm I'm starting and kind of my my main goal was just to you know try and keep a keep a clean sheet. Um, and obviously the goals were the goals were you know an added bonus. It was just to kind of play well to you know to represent you know your country and. And to see how obviously I've said it before, see how proud my mum was and stuff. Um, you know, really made it really, really special for me. Um and obviously they 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 couldn't come across, but you know, it was it was on the FaceTime to them when I got back in the room and stuff. And no, it was just a, a really, really nice couple of days. Your experiences so far, who do you think um the funniest soccer you've come in contact with is? The funniest soccer I've come in contact with. You know, there's a few of them. Um, I think Bales is 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 good. Obviously, I've shared a couple of fights with him. You know, coming across from from the UK and stuff. Um, Brandon O'Neill, um, I get a good laugh for him. Um, and probably probably Jimmy Jago. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's quite funny. Yeah, no, I do like him. He's got a few jokes and stuff. A few stories to tell. What's the what's the best phrase that you've picked up um, playing football? Could be, you know, from from a foreigner in a different language, or it could be something more Aussie. Something that just kind of you just love. To <laughs> um, probably, uh, probably know your role, um, which is a, bit <laughs> a funny one. To be fair, it was when I was at Fleetwood. Um, as a centre half, I tried to. Try to kind of like dribble the ball out, um, and do a few kind of turns in the middle of the park, and I got tackled, and the you know the team nearly went up and scored, and then I turned around and I don't know if it was the gaffer or the, the assistant at the time, but yeah, I got shouted down, know your fucking role, um, and my role definitely wasn't to be dribbling the ball out in the middle of the pitch anyway, and actually that game, so that one's kind of that one's kind of stuck with me, yeah, and I've told that a few times that um have you got a favorite football moment that you've that you've watched or been a part of that i've watched or been a part of um let me think. probably probably watching probably probably watching my brother score when he he was 16 against aberdeen for dun united um i think that they were both going for for second place at the time in the league, um, and it was kind of late on in the season, and it was you know a massive game at Tannadice, and and he, he started the game, um, and he scored. I think that's the most kind of just euphoric moment I, re- I remember. I was you know with my pals watching the game, and uh, yeah, it was that was such a good moment you know to see, just to see the team you know winning, and obviously knowing your brother, um, you know scoring. I think I was fourteen at the time. You know, she was only a couple of years older than me, you know, playing men's football and, and scoring. Um, yeah, that was probably one of the best moments that, that I've, I've experienced. 
personal one, but yeah, that'll that'll stick with me. How special is it to like have your brother also playing professional football and just being able to have that support network where you can, you know, bounce your experiences off of each other? Yeah, it's it's great. Obviously, that you know we've we grew up at the same club, Dun United. Um, before obviously he moved to Hearts and I moved to Stoke. Um, you know, it's funny because you know when we were at the same club, we didn't really speak. Didn't really speak much. Um, you know, he was in the first team changing room. I was still in the you know youth team changing room. Um, yeah, didn't really didn't really speak about football much. You know, obviously didn't live together. He had his flat. I was still in the digs. Um, you know, I was obviously home at the weekends. He was away with the first team. Yeah, but it wasn't until obviously he moved to Hearts and then I moved down south that we actually started to actually started to speak a lot more. Um. So no, it's, it's 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 really good. Obviously, he's he's just came, came back from from his third Achilles injury, um, which he's and he started his first game the other day in four hundred and something days. So buzzing that he's he's back because he's he's had a really really tough time of injury. Um, and he's still young, he's only twenty four. So you know, I'm just delighted that he's back and, and back playing football. Um, yeah, just really really pleased for him, and hopefully now he can he can kick on. You guys are both so young. Who knows? One day it could be you know Australia against Scotland, and um, the two of you. Hopefully, Arnie's Arnie's joked about a little friendly. Our guys got friendly, so you never know. You never know. <laughs> um, a couple more, mate. Um, so, is there is there kind of a piece of advice that you piece of advice or a couple of pieces of advice throughout your career so far that you've received that um you know, have, have made a really big, big difference to yourself that you kind of hold on to? I remember probably the, the one that I go with every day is just, you know, not not live every day as your last, but just enjoy what you're doing and, and realise how fortunate that you are. You know, even today I was, you know, out training for a couple of hours and it was sunny. Um, I know there's people, you know, working on building sites, you know, in, in offices and stuff and, you just gotta realise and, and look how how fortunate and how lucky you can be that you're in the job that you're in and you're getting paid to do it as well. You know, it's it's that was my dream since I was a kid and to be in the in the position I am, you know, getting paid to play football, it's it's incredible really. Um and, you know, I just cherish every moment of it, you know, you, you don't know how long it's gonna last. Um I, I love what what I do. You know, I wouldn't swap it for anything in the world. Um and I'm in a really fortunate position. So it's it's kind of that one just you know, live every day as your last, really. Um, I know it's probably a generic one, but that's that's the one I go by. That's perfect answer, mate. And um, last one, what's what's your, I guess, dream for yourself and and the soccerers in Australian football? Um, what you wanna what you wanna achieve over, you know, over your over the next few years or over your career with the soccerers? Well, and with the with the soccerers, it's the you know, get through the group stages of the World Cup, um, to play in the World Cup and, and to get through the group stages, um, to play in the Olympics, which is, you know, so close, um, you know, a really achievable dream, um, which, you know, not many people can say, you know, they've achieved one of their dreams. So hopefully, you know, if I'm selected, I'll, I'll be able to do that. Um, and just to, just to play at the highest level I can, you know, keep working hard. I know that, you know, so many boys that even I know personally that you know were you know so talented, but maybe didn't put in you know the work ethic that 
that's required and maybe aren't playing as, as a higher level than they are. Um, it's just to work, keep working at your game, work so hard and, you know, hopefully I'll be playing, you know, the high, highest level one day. Mate, thank you very much. We'll let you get back to, to watching the football. And, um, Not a problem at all. Get back sure. to my dog and then I know where she's gone. <laughs> I'm sure soccer is some socks. Change some socks somewhere, probably. I'm sure I'm sure Socceroos fans are eagerly, yeah, waiting to waiting to see you back on back on the pitch, both um in the qualifiers and hopefully at the Olympics as well. So um all the best, mate. Thanks for listening to the Socceroos podcast with guest Harry Suter. To learn more about Harry and other Socceroos, head to Socceroos.com.au as well as the social channels for the latest news and videos on the team. Tune in next time for the Socceroos podcast and let us know on social media if there's plays and questions you want answered. Until then, goodbye. Matthew Leckie puts Australia into the quarterfinals. That is a magnificent goal by Alamabille. Oh, Murray Ryan, wow! Camping it out of the top corner like Superman.